Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Keeping your office running like a well-oiled power play. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's hour number two of Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex has our office printer and supply needs covered. They do it all. They could be doing it all for you. In this hour, in 29 seconds time, the assistant uh, coach now with the Edmonton Oilers, Manny Viveros. And uh, we will also hear from Jack Michaels, Reed Wilkins, uh, Brendan and myself with our Stanley Cup final predictions. Brendan Ulrich, by the way, has already won. Uh, the What did you end up with uh, there during the course well, of the I picked uh, the Eastern Conference final and the Western Conference final wrong, but I'm 10-4 and four now. You're 10-4 and four and you've still won outright because yes. you were 10-2 uh, through the first two rounds. Uh, not, hey, did I not go like 14, uh, 14-1 and one, one year or 13-2? Well, I don't two? think I was working on the show at that point. Oh, okay. Uh, I might have okay. been with Reed. I don't know. Okay, well, <laughs> funny how you don't remember that. Guests on the show receive gift certificates from Japanese Village, three locations, downtown, south side, and north side. Reminder, you can reach us on a River Creek Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. They got Nazareth, the greatest Scottish man of all time, August 10th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Texas, we've done a lot of texts on today's show for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We are on Twitter. My personal Twitter handle is Bob underscore Stoffer. You can tweet the show at Oilers now. All right, without further ado, I am pleased to be joined in studio by the uh, new assistant coach of the Edmonton Oilers, Manny Viveros. Manny, how are you doing? Fine, thanks, Bob. I got to tell you, uh, full disclosure here, okay, uh, and our, I'm sure our listeners have probably figured this out. Uh, I used to play against Manny. His teams were a lot better. He grew up playing for St. Albert. I am pretty sure this is the closest I've ever actually gotten to you because I didn't get within about twenty feet of you on the ice back when uh, back when we used to play. Uh, but you had you had some pretty good teams there, and that was a good generation of players in St. Albert. Uh, Todd Ewan, who's no longer with us, was on those teams. Uh, Todd Cornelli was a pretty good player, as I recall. Once in a while, Hoggett used to get called up and play for you. You guys had some pretty, but but you were. I, I've talked about this with Brian Benning, who's been nothing. But, I mean, Brian. Got several hundred NHL games, and he's like, "Stuff! It wasn't even close." Like the best sixty-six born player at that time was, was Manny, and uh, and you're you're kind of blushing, but it, it's and do you ever look back and, and and see how the games played today? 
Uh, I had I had a couple guys reach out to me last night. Uh, one of them who broke a WHL scoring record walking you one time on a goal. Uh, but uh, a couple guys last night saying if he'd played today, he would have played 15 years in the league and made 50 million bucks. But you ever look back and go, I was born 30 years too early? Well, no, thanks for all the nice compliments, Bob. It's just funny how we always get better after our careers or over our playing careers. But... Uh, yeah, you know, it's a different game now. There's no question about it. Uh, back then, obviously, it was a lot more clutch and grab. Um, you know, the rules itself has changed the game completely nowadays. And really, at 150-pound defenseman in the National Hockey League back then was really very rare. And, and even even 150 pounds soaking wet might have been a stretch for myself. But, uh, you know, the game has evolved so much in, in, in a good way. And I'm really pleased the way it is nowadays. So some of the smaller players, high-end, skilled players can have a long career. You did get games in, uh, specifically with the Minnesota. So the North Stars organization, you were an Oilers draft choice. What do you remember about playing in the NHL back in the mid-80s? Awestruck. Uh, I remember it was a funny story how this kind of happened here. Um, I was in uh, Kamloops at the time with their uh, with their Prince Albert Raiders doing our West Coast trip, and Terry Simpson was our coach at that time and general manager. And uh, we had spent... Uh, uh, the World Junior team together in, in Hamilton that, that year. So we both had the same suit bags and Terry called me about 6 o'clock in the morning and said, uh, man, he says, you're getting called up to Minnesota here. you got to get on a plane from Kamloops, fly to Vancouver and fly all the way to Minnesota. You're going to play tonight. And I didn't even know what to say. I was excited. I was uh, just so nervous. So um, we had our bags underneath the bus um, and I just grabbed the first bag I could see, which was Terry Simpson's Team Canada bag. So I went to the NHL wearing Terry Simpson's suits for a week and he wore mine so or he couldn't wear mine because he couldn't fit them though but every, as soon as I got there uh, some of the players took me says no way you're wearing those clothes <laughs> you have to get some new ones <laughs> uh, who was your def- who, do you recall who they had you partnered with on defense at that time Oh, gee, uh, Craig Hartsburg. Uh, we okay. played a little bit. Uh, very fortunate. They put me on the power play right away. Craig and I uh, played uh, power play together, but I was more or less roving around with different guys. And that Bob Rouse was another guy I played with. He, he, Bob Rouse could fight. He was a tough guy. Good player. Uh, by the way, uh, the Oilers back in 2010 looked at Craig Hartsburg as an assistant coach when they built a staff that uh, featured, actually it was 2009, it was the summer of 2009. Uh, they had, uh, at that time, uh, Pat Quinn and Wayne Fleming. Uh, Wayne Fleming was a mentor for Barry Trotz, uh, and then Tom Rennie uh, and Kelly Buckberger. But I know before they hired Fleming, they were looking at uh, Craig Hartsburg, who had been a previous NHL head coach and a junior head coach and uh, that sort of thing. He was a pretty skilled guy. Did you uh, play at all with Dean Kolstad? In, uh, I, I did actually in Prince Albert. Dean yeah. is a, a fine young kid. I, actually, I was towards the end of my career, and Dean was, I believe, sixteen at that time. And and a six feet six. He was a, he was a big boy. Eh? Oh, he had a hell of a shot. And actually, we played one season also in Minnesota's organization together, also. And uh, he was a big kid that could really shoot the puck, and and even a better golfer. Uh, yeah. Playing golf with him in the summertime, he's an incredible player too. Now I am told from guys that grew up, we're joined right now by Oilers assistant coach Manny Viveros. And by the way, Manny, has that sunk in yet? Oilers assistant coach. No, well, it's a little bit surreal. You know, it's uh, something that we're very blessed and, and very fortunate to have an opportunity to come here. And with my wife and I, for years, have always said, wouldn't it be a dream come true if we ever got a chance to come back and work with the Oilers? And, you know, I say, no, that's probably never going to happen. And sure enough, uh, you know, the timing is perfect and a great great opportunity for us to come, come home. And we checks all the boxes. And yeah. that's why we're happy to be here. Um, I'm told you were better in soccer than in hockey. Is that true? 
I loved the game. Uh, I still do. Um, yeah. I'll watch whenever I get an opportunity. But uh, you know, I, I was you know fairly decent at the game. I wouldn't say it was it was great or good, but I really enjoyed the game. Could you make the Canadian national team? No, I didn't. Uh, okay. No, I didn't make the Canadian national team. But we That's did. when they were actually decent, right? In the yeah. mid '80s, yeah. Canada. People forget this. Canada went to the '86 World Cup. Uh, I think that's the only time they've gone in the last what, whatever 35, 40 years or so. So, uh, what position were you? A striker. You, oh, you were a striker. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Portuguese guy. So you're probably a Ronaldo guy, and I can't stand Ronaldo. I'm totally a little messy guy. So uh, you can text us at six thirty, six thirty. We're joined by Oilers assistant coach Manny Viveros. So you end up over in Europe, and that becomes where you know you play for a number of years, mostly with Klagenfurt in Austria. Tell us about that league. What's it comparable to? Well, I think it'd be, Bob, uh, comparable to the Austrian League uh, in between uh, the American Hockey League and the East Coast League. Um, you got a lot of, uh, in the Austrian League, you have a lot of import players. Some teams carry up to 12 import players, and that league has been uh, getting better and better. A lot of the times, a little bit older import players, uh, ex-NHLers, um, veteran American Hockey League players that come over and play, or, you know, uh, European players also, too. So it's a little bit in between, but it's still a very, very good league, and, uh, um, you know, it's been getting better every year. Is it uh, completely different than minor pro in North America? Less physical? Is there more emphasis on skill? Were they ahead of the, the curve in that regard? Is that a fair assessment? I, I think so. As far as, um, as being less physical, I think because of the ice surface itself makes a big difference. Uh, there's a lot more room for the guys to skate, so you don't have those collisions along the boards as much. But, um, you know, just now with the North American content over there, so many players and coaching over there nowadays, the physicality is certainly picked up over the years and uh, the European players, you know, I remember when I first went over there in the early 90s that, uh, you know, the physicality of the game wasn't so much though, but European players aren't intimidated anymore and they know what how to play the game and how to train properly in the offseason and um, the physicality's picked up, but it's certainly not compared to North America. You uh, you worked your way up in that Austrian system as a, uh, you know, as a coach and later as a general manager, uh, and and like every league, there's two or three teams that are the big money uh, teams: Salzburg, Klagenfurt, and I believe Vienna are the three teams that got all the money. Is uh, were you playing it with a little bit uh, more than maybe some of the other? Because you had the completely opposite experience once you went to Swift Current. No, certainly we certainly had the advantages similar to some of the high end soccer clubs in in the world, not Liverpool, but the Real Madrids and the Barcelonas. Their budgets are Manchester United. Their budgets are almost unlimited we certainly weren't unlimited but we did have a you know a, certainly a, a bigger budget to use or compared to other teams in our league and certainly make a difference when uh, you know we're going after import players i'm going to ask you your first tough question because it's going to tie into something that brendan suggested brendan who do you think the edmonton Oilers should bring in on a one-year deal on right wing well <laughs> i keep getting linked to this player i just mentioned it okay that who? is thomas vanek thomas vanek so you coach the uh you coach the austrian team at the olympics way to throw me under the bus that's, that's what we do around here remember there's no i in team but there is an m and an e uh manny uh you were the head coach with rob dom who's uh you know been, i've known rob for uh 25 years now but uh you uh you and Rob uh, ran that team for Austria in the Olympics. And uh, who was your captain again for that tournament? That was Thomas Vanek. Thomas Vanek. Maybe explain to the listeners, because Thomas has 
Oh, hey, the Edmonton Oilers made a massive offer sheet on Thomas Vanek back in the spring of 07 that kind of upset the apple cart around the National Hockey League a bit. Uh, he's a skilled player. He, he is an elite finisher. He's had 40 goal seasons in the NHL. What was the rationale with making him... Uh, was it something about you, you thought maybe you'd make him more, more accountable by making him the, the captain at that time? Well, certainly Thomas was uh, obviously an established NHL player and we only had two other players in the National Hockey League, uh, Michael Raffle and... Uh, um, Michael Grabner and so Thomas is our veteran player so coming over and I think at that time he had scored 30 or 35 goals with New York Islanders at that time so on such a stage as the Olympics and you know where the best of the best were playing and and there we were and uh, we thought you know you know the best thing possibly to do to handle this type of setting as the Olympics which I've never been seen anything on that stage before was to make obvious Thomas uh, our captain and he kind of went a separate direction on you guys during the course of that tournament one thing I admired and maybe you can uh, educate our listeners on this uh, one thing that you guys did is you didn't play you didn't sit there and build a perimeter around your net and uh, I used to joke about the Swiss nobody protects the 2 nothing deficit like the Swiss <laughs> until they beat Canada this year in the world championship uh, of course they beat Canada in the 06 Olympics 2 nothing as well uh, under Ralph Kruger but you guys went for it. You guys tried to trade chances against Austria or against Canada when you played uh, played them with Austria. Is that just because you felt, hey, the strength of our team is, you know, we have offensive skill players. Let's let's go play that way. Or did you not think like what was the rationale behind playing that way? Well, within reason, Bob. We like we certainly had a defensive uh, game plan in place where we made sure that we had, you know, ample guys to get back to help support. Um, but we felt as if we just sat back against a, a league team, um, you know, with Jeff Carter, so to speak, possibly on the fourth line. Um, you know, if we're going to play these guys, we can't be passive. If we're going to be passive, they're just going to have the puck and we won't even touch the puck. So we felt as if that we're going to have to go out and try to get it and create some scoring opportunities or basically try to surprise them. And we actually did the first period. You guys had a good first period in that game. We did, and then and then they got going, and then after that it was, you know, a bit of a one-sided affair, though. But um, I've always felt that international level when we played other teams that were better than us the more passive that you play against those guys um, you know the more they can expose you and uh, so we you know we just wanted to be aggressive and that's something that I've also had in Swift Current also too that's and we'll get to Swift Current and the order situation in a second many uh, Viveros joining us you know what's interesting about that the great equalizer in college football was a spread option offense like the schools that sat back and played smash mouth football and pounded you because they were bigger in the box, bigger on the offensive and defensive lines. They just had better personnel, so they didn't have to get creative. But you know, when Urban Meyer was at uh, Utah, you know, he, how did he how, how did he equalize things through the spread option offense, and then that's manifested to a, a huge transition. I mean, the one type of program that's been able to beat Nick Saban at Alabama in college football are quarterbacks that are dual threat options, and so there's there's that version on the attack. You look in soccer, you back to Liverpool against Real Madrid when they had Mo Salah in that game, they had a chance, like they were. The, the ball was tilted on, on their side of on their offensive side. So that is an interesting perspective. We'll talk about how you end up in Swift Current with the Broncos, the experience there, and how that's going to parlay into an opportunity here in Edmonton with the Oilers. Our guest is Manny Viveros. This is Oilers Now.
When you want to fly your Oilers' colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show. Room on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oscar Platform from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30 Shed. Welcome back, everybody. It is 1:21 in Edmonton. Our guest, uh, Oilers assistant coach Manny Viveros. Manny, uh, you were just telling me off air. Uh, back to your soccer days, you had a goaltender that might surprise some of the listeners out there on your team. Yeah, no, Bob, we were fortunate uh, under 16 selecting from Alberta here. Uh, we had a, a goaltender from the Edmonton area, John Cordick, and uh, that's the first time I got to meet John at a young age and uh, an exceptional athletic goaltender, and uh, we were fortunate enough to win the Canadian Championships, and he's by far the, the reason why we won. He was an incredible player and uh, had a chance to meet his, his parents also, too, and they were incredible people and uh, cr- incredibly um, soccer fanatics. And Yeah, a gifted family. I mean, Tony Cordick was a... Uh, U of A athlete. She's on the U of A uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, she's a tremendous basketball player. Dan Cordick actually coached with Serge Lajoie at the U of A this year. Uh, he was a limited player in the Western League. I remember playing against John. Uh, he was he was was he Maple Leafs? I'm trying to, or was he KC's? I'm trying to KC. I believe, I believe yeah. it was okay, yeah. but he he was not a hammer when he was playing growing up. He could move the puck a bit and had some skill. Um, so you played against some pretty good guys uh, back in the day. We talked about coaching over in Europe, and then after you were in Germany for a while, then you end up suddenly with the opportunity in Swift Current, and that has not traditionally been an easy place for. Um, people to win. Uh, the Broncos, when, the last time they'd won a WHL championship was 1993 under Graham James uh, when uh, Sault Ste. Marie of Teddy Nolan won the Memorial Cup that year. Um, and Actually, Rob was an assistant coach on that team. Rob Dom was an assistant coach. They had an unbelievable power player. Uh, Jason Krielek had 49 power play goals that season in 1993. So you go to Swift, and it's got it's got some Historical baggage, obviously, in large part because of Graham and to a lesser extent because of the unfortunate accident. Uh, how much of a challenge was it for you to, to go in there? I mean, they hadn't had big winning seasons in a long time. Were there culture issues at all? Uh, and, and what turned it around to give you the last two years, which went pretty well? Well, well, I think we, uh, you know, first of all, we had some pieces on that team uh, as well as going in there and some really high-end players. And uh, I was very fortunate enough that, uh, you know, these kids were, you know, they were tired of losing for a couple seasons, but they were also ready to make the next step. And these kids were all in. And uh, so we came in and, uh, you know, presented what we wanted to do as far as a group and uh, told them this is how we're going to play. And, uh, you know, just a new voice at the time. And the kids were really bought into it and had a lot of fun with it. And we made it really exciting to be around the rink and a lot of fun to be around the rink all the time. And then it was just a continuation from last year to this year also, too. And then finally had an opportunity to add some of the pieces that I felt was missing to get us really deep in the playoffs. And uh, it certainly made a difference this year. Kids want to attack offensively. Is that part of what today's player wants? 
Yeah, they do. They they do almost to a point where sometimes we do have to hold them back at times and at different things. But I, from my experience is that especially in junior hockey here, if you're reserved and you sit back again, um, you know we don't get the most out of our kids. We want our kids going all the time. And our philosophy in Swift Current, we always said if we're we lose the puck, we want the back as quick as possible. We ne- or never give up on pucks and especially rebounds. And uh, that's something uh, for the most part this year. Our, our kids were always uh, you know whenever there's a rebound, we had someone in place to jump on it right away to sustain our attack. You uh, you played for Terry Simpson in Prince Albert. Is he the biggest coaching mentor you've had along the way? Yeah, he's been, uh, Terry's been uh, really good. I still remember some of the stuff that Terry had uh, said for me when I played in junior hockey, and I just got a real nice message from him the other day. He gave me a call and congratulated me on my opportunity in Edmonton. And, uh, you know, Terry... Um, you know, thinking way, going way back then, they thought always Terry was uh, kind of a you know gruff, gruff man as far as you know hard around the edges. Though, but um, he was one of those guys where you know you, you could come to work, he would do anything for you, and he was uh, not by not like that by any means. And he was at that time was a real good teacher, um, way back in the early '80s and that. And he's been instrumental as far as my development is. I always still use things that Terry would do back then, back in the juniors. Well, uh, Prince Albert was an expansion team that went into the Western Hockey League. You guys won the night. 1985 Memorial Cup, you had one of the toughest teams of all time. I mean, for, for a skilled puck-moving defenseman, and you weren't afraid to use the stick once in a while as well to protect yourself out there. It must have been reassuring to know that you had the likes of, you know, Ken Baumgartner and uh, Dave Manson and players of that ilk to protect you. Well, you know, I played with Ken Baumgartner for, he's my D partner for almost three years, so like I said, at that time in junior hockey, I was lucky it was 145 pounds and 5'11", but playing with Ken, I felt like I was six foot four and 200 pounds, so there was not a whole lot of stuff going on after the whistle and you know, Kim was out there. And But Ken could play, or Dave Manson, you know, one-time Oiler also. Uh, Dave uh, certainly didn't uh, shy away from anything as far as the physicality part, but Dave was a real good hockey player. And we had numerous players all the way down the lineup uh, that could take care of themselves and play hockey. You guys, uh, you guys changed the warm-up rules in the Western Hockey League, didn't you? <laughs> wasn't, that, wasn't that the legendary story about the Prince Albert Raiders back in the day? Well, we did at one time, and it certainly wasn't me, but uh, we had a couple kids uh, um, that patrolled the red line to as far as patrolling their far blue line. And, uh-huh. uh, I recall, I think it was one team, might have been the old Calgary Wranglers, where uh, they had to, they warmed up from the blue line, their blue line in, only with one puck. And that was in, in Prince Albert, and uh, I believe the, the following season, it all changed. There's no more... Yeah, teams teams ended up uh, going out and warming up at different times for, times, for yeah. a few years until the league. <laughs> That's so intimidating. The Prince Albert Raiders were. Can you can you stay like an extra seven minutes with us? Is that good? Because I want to ask you about uh, power play and handling skill players, and then in terms of communication with Todd and how this all came to fruition. So uh, we'll keep going down that path here. It is uh, one twenty-seven in Edmonton, the best pizza in the city, still making a great Royal Pizza, multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including Royal uh, Pizzas. Uh, Strathcona location, which has been Edmonton owned and operated for 48 years. The Stauffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. You can visit royalpizza.ca for a location nearest you. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca. We'll take a time out. We'll go to a global news weather update uh, with Eileen Bell. Come back more with Manny Viveros on Oilers Now.